Welcome to Disciple Her, a part of the Replicate Podcast Network, where we will hear from discipleship trailblazers, Candy Gallaty and Julie Woodruff. With over 50 years of combined experience in discipling women, we'll discuss how we can equip leaders through discipleship. Here are your hosts, Candy and Julie. Hello, everyone. We are excited to be back. Candy and Julie here. Thank Julie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Have you been enjoying this weather lately? Oh, it's lovely. I love me some fall weather. I know. I tell you what, we have a pool, you know, yeah. and I went out there the other day and it was covered in leaves. Oh, no. So they're all falling, falling down and falling right into the water. <laughs> well, that's exciting. And you also have a little something else that's new to your home. Um, well, we have it's tall and in the sky. It's not an say, animal. We have multiple things that are kind of new <laughs> this week. <laughs> yes, but yes, but Robbie's correct. new interest this week because yes. it goes week by week, doesn't it? Exactly. Yes, this yeah. week. This is, has been for a few months now. Okay. Um, but he is a going new strong ham. ham radio operator. I yeah. guess. Have you gotten into it with him? Uh, no. <laughs> no. 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 No, he's trying to get the boys into it oh, as I well. Bet. I and bet. one is not so keen and the other enjoys it. <laughs> That's hilarious. So you've got a tall antenna. Yes, which is very embarrassing. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's always a work in progress. Yes. Like, how high can we get it? And <laughs> how far can we reach? And we tried to listen to the space station the other oh, night. Oh, wow. Now, that was kind of interesting. I, bet. I might would talk to somebody if we could get, <laughs> if we could get, get on the space, space station. Yeah. Oh, that'd be really cool. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's our life right now. Ham radio, antennas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so fun it's stuff. exciting. Yeah. But this we're, week. Yeah. This week. <laughs> yeah. We'll touch base next week. Yes, let you know exactly. what it is. You know, it could change. Yes. <laughs> um, but we're excited um, just to be back. We've been doing uh, a series recently really on the overall health of the person and the individual and what it looks like to lead yourself well so that you can lead others well. And we're looking at all aspects in the life of an individual, and we have covered spiritual, like what does someone look like and what does someone do that is spiritually healthy? What are the things that we pursue in order to have spiritual health? And today we're going to look at mental and emotional health, which is crucial. It's so important. And all of these areas really and truly feed into one another, and I'm excited about what we're going to discuss today, because I think it is very timely, it's very needed, um, and it's a discussion that needs to be had. Yeah. Would you agree? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And we have, we have a couple of special guests with us today, and we're going to let them introduce themselves um, in just a minute. And we're going to have some questions and just some dialogue about what it looks like to pursue mental and emotional health um, as individuals and as leaders also, because we have a responsibility Absolutely. to steward yes. as much as possible ourselves well, what the Lord has given us, what the Lord has allowed in our lives. And so it's healthy to have these discussions and to talk about these things and to really sit and ponder and evaluate our own life when it comes yeah. to these areas. And so um, we have S Stephanie and Scarlett here with us today. So Stephanie, if you don't mind, would you just tell us a little bit about yourself? And then Scarlett, if you don't mind, just kind of introduce yourself as sure, well. Sure. Well, thank you, Candy. Um, my name is Stephanie Finch, and I am a wife, a mom, a grandmother, and I'm a counselor here in the area with a private practice. I have been um, in counseling for 27 years. I spent 15 of 
15 years of those 27 in the school system, working with kids and families from that perspective, and then 12 years in my private practice. And I counsel from a Christian worldview. That's awesome. Hey, I'm Scarlett McGlasson, and I have been at Long Hollow for about 18 years. I've been ministering in, in ministry for about 10 years, and I've been on staff for at three, but I have a background in social work and a master's level counseling is what I do. So love being here and glad to be part of this. Yeah, well, thank you all so much for just being here today and being willing to, to share in this conversation with us. Yeah, we're really excited to have you both because we know uh, you personally and we know how God is using you in such a great way. So thanks for being here. I'm going to kick us off just asking a question and then y'all choose who's going to go and, and we'll uh, begin talking in some dialogue. I want to ask this. Do you find that there's an increase of mental and emotional stress in individuals more recently being 2020? <laughs> You know, surprisingly, when um, the quarantine started in March, I braced myself. I, of course, I started doing Zoom counseling, and I thought everybody was going to be in a place emotionally that was going to be very, very fragile. They were good. Really? Wow. They were relaxed. The stress had stopped in their How life. About that? They were getting to be home with their kids more. The mom guilt was gone. Mm. And I kept hearing that over and over. There were some exceptions, but I'd say 80% or more of the people those first three months Interesting. were doing well. Then the summer hit. Mm. And the, um, I think, disconnect from people began to take its toll. Mm -hmm. And now recently, I'm starting to kind of see a different kind of attitude in people and more of a, a despair, really. Mm. Wow. wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say that especially nurses that I've ministered to have been experiencing a lot of anxiety and marriages. Mm. Uh, one of the ministries I'm involved with is divorce care, and we had a very full class over the summer doing Zoom, and have had a very uh, big group as well this fall. And uh, so I think it's really had an impact that, again, the isolation as people are together and maybe problems that were under the rug yeah. that were easier to hide when you're off here and there and running around. When you're in the home, then it's hard to ignore. And so we've seen like that. I did some research, and um, Dallas Baptist University and I found an article on their website, and they were talking about um, some more current research that a, a poll that they did, two out of five people stated that they had increased mental health struggles uh, during the season. Wow. So two out of five. Yeah, that yeah. is interesting. Yeah. Well, just because we're having to learn a whole new way of life. And, and mm -hmm. to your point, Stephanie, um, you know, at my house even i came home and we're both officing at home so learning to do that is is sometimes difficult you know because sid has been there and he had his space and so now i'm trying to you know we're trying to figure all that out so i can it makes sense to that you're getting to getting used to it in those first three months and then it becomes oh my word this is we're really in this right yeah it kind of when it starts to become a little more normal yeah you know right and like y'all were saying that disconnect you know at first it's really nice everybody kind of slowed down mm -hmm. there wasn't a choice you know so in in someone's life who's extremely busy all the time 
that was probably a nice change. Mm -hmm. And then as time went on and it kind of stayed that way, you see this increase in, well, now I'm not having the connectivity with people or my routine has totally changed. And now we're starting to see more of those struggles that are kind of coming to the surface, like you said, with marriages, Um, which is so sad. You know, like you hate to to hear that and to have those things. But I really believe um, the Lord has given us all an opportunity here, right? So if there are things that have been swept under the rug, we have the opportunity now to address those things and be stronger for it mm-hmm. um, and not, hopefully not just give up, right? We don't want anyone to just give up. We would want you to pursue help at all costs. Um, so the fact that you had a, a, a full Zoom class full of divorce care or whatever, they're pursuing help. And, you know, how do I get through this or what do I need to do? And that's a that's a good thing. Yeah. It's a good thing to do. Yeah. Which I think when we're in a place of pain, God wants us to choose humility. And sometimes it mm. takes some humility to go and get help, to go get counseling, to go be part of a group. And one thing I love about divorce care ministry that I've been with for 10 years, it's not about pushing people to divorce. It's mm-hmm. about meeting them in their pain where they're at. And they ultimately, there's God calls us to some level of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And whatever that is, you know, it depends on the individual situation. But yeah, it, I know Brother Robbie talked a lot about there's always a positive that God has in every struggle. Mm-hmm. And of course, he's growing us in those valleys. But I think that that if he if we will get to a place of humility <laughs> to step out and do the hard things, then that can be a positive in the season. That is so good. Mm-hmm. I so agree with that. I mean, a posture of humility mm-hmm. is just saying, you know what? I don't have it all together. I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And I need to ask somebody that come alongside of me and help me. Yeah. You know, I think at, at some point in our lives, we all have to do that in one area or another. Yeah, right. For sure. Whether it's parenting, whether it's um, the individual life, whether it's marriage, whether it's schooling. I mean, there's just so many different things that could require us to need help and assistance. It's like with kids. It takes a village, yeah. right, to raise them. That is so true. Mm-hmm. Like it takes me. It takes Robbie. It takes the church. It takes teachers. It takes counselors. It takes it all, yeah. you know, um, to just try to do a job and to do it well, you know. For sure. Um, We're going to take a break, and we're going to be back in just a few minutes. As you lead your disciple-making movement, the Replicate Network provides ongoing practical training and a community of like-minded church leaders to help you and your church thrive. Each month, you'll get frameworks, a Q&A time with Robbie Gallaty, and access to our online forums and groups. We will provide you with prayer and personal support practical resources, discounts, and benefits as you seek to make disciples who make disciple makers. Check out the Replicate Network today at replicatenetwork.com. All right, well, we are back and we are talking about mental and emotional health in the life of an individual and really truly looking through the lens of a leader in um, a church or possibly in your business, but just women leaders. And what does this look like for us to pursue health in all areas of our life? And so right now we're talking about mental and emotional. And so, you know, I know from even my own life, I have had a struggle with anxiety. And it took me three months of going through the most awful (laughs) three months of my life and realizing this is way beyond something that I can fix. 
and really seeking out medical help and what did I need to do from this point. So this is something that I have struggled with personally. My husband has struggled with anxiety. And so when we're talking about anxiety or even depression or some of these things, Scarlett and Stephanie, that y'all see more regularly, what are some classic signs that an individual may be starting to experience some of this? And, and they can say, okay, if I've been dealing with this, maybe this is something I need to seek out some counsel on. Like what would be some things that y'all have come across um, in the years that y'all have done this where you would say, you know what, this person might need to seek some help if this is what's going on in their life? I see persistent sadness, lack of motivation, lack of energy, um, just uh, a place of not feeling like themselves. Those are some of the big ones that I see that um, often people will come to me and they're confused about what this is. They don't necessarily, in the midst of it, are able to see, oh, I'm, I'm depressed. All right. And I um, even personally deal with some anxiety. And I know when I'm experiencing anxiety, I have racing thoughts. Maybe I, my mind goes blank when I need to be able to talk or speak. Um, there are so many different things that can give us clues that we're struggling. But the biggest thing you want to look at is, am I able to function? Am I able to function the way I need to function? And if you're not, then those are times that you know you need to reach out and seek some help. Counseling, maybe even talk to your doctor about possible medication. And sometimes there are situational circumstances that are yes. going on, and it's a season in life. And sometimes it may be that there's some chemical stuff going on that's long-term. And so just whatever that situation is, the functioning is a big thing to look at. Yeah, that's so good. That's really, really good. And, and what are some practice as as we begin to put our finger on? Okay, this may be. What are some practical things that that we can do to help to get help if we're struggling with anxiety or depression? Well, what Scarlett just said, I think, is an important first step. Go to your doctor, right, and get a good physical to make sure that there's not other things going on in your body because other things like thyroid problems exactly yeah. other um, body systems may be bringing on these symptoms but start there um, go to people that you trust a lot of people have good referrals for you and the best referral is someone that's been there and done that and go and ask for and doctors can do that too. give you names of counselors or get in support groups like here at Long Hollow, so many wonderful support groups. And in our community, and all communities, support groups now are just, they're plentiful, and they provide a help and a, and a power for healing that's just, nothing can beat it. Right. Where do you check to find support groups in communities? Would you just Google it or what? I will look at local churches. Okay. That's where I would go. Okay. Yeah. Another thing I would say, where we're ultimately talking about self-care. How do I care for myself well? And you look at my physical being, my mental, my emotional, and spiritual. And I think it's really interesting from a, a um, biblical perspective. I think we need to cover all that in the umbrella of God, right? Absolutely. You know, spiritually, you know, physically, as I'm trying to ca take care of my body, you know, what does God tell me? Mm -hmm. And as I'm looking at my emotional state, 
my emotions are something God gives me to get his truth. I don't let the emotions be truth. I go to him for his truth. So good. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as I look at my, um, my, my thinking, what's God's truth? Mm-hmm. You know, there are so many different thinking traps and things that we can get into that really put gasoline on depression, anxiety, and mental health struggles. So, you know, I need to take those things under the umbrella of God's word and, and take them to the Lord. And so I think self-care is so important. That's so good. And mm-hmm. I think it's important to note, too, that an individual can be doing everything they know to be doing and doing it right and still experience some of these issues, you know, and, and I'm not saying in my, <clears throat> in my particular, <clears throat> sorry, in my situation where I started struggling, I was doing everything that you would think to do. You know, I was in the word regularly. I was going to church, you know, every week or whatever. I was doing everything I was supposed to be doing um, to be healthy, right? I was working out, you know, I was doing everything, but then all of a sudden, this manifested itself and that's the first thing i did was i went to my doctor and i said i tried doing this on my own for about two or three months and i thought this is becoming more than i can do so i went to my doctor and i had a conversation this is what is going on and i don't know what it is or what to do about it and so in my particular situation i have always struggled with stomach issues from the time i was little like i can remember being in girl scout camp and walking to the infirmary to take medicine because of my stomach. So it goes all the way back. And my mom will tell you I had it even before then. So here I am as an adult, like three or four years ago, still struggling. And so I go to my doctor and I had begin having like these fearful thoughts that I was constantly gonna be sick. So if I left my house, I'm gonna be sick. Am I gonna be able to get back home? Or if I went out to eat, you know, Am I going to be able to get to my car and get back home? Like it was like these fearful thoughts and I would become fearful of something that hadn't even happened yet. It had happened in the past. So it made me scared, but yet I would be fearful of something in that moment that had not happened yet, but I could not make myself not be fearful of that. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so when I went to the doctor and I told her all that was going on, she said, well, what we have to figure out is, is it your stomach issues causing your anxiety? Or is it your anxiety causing your stomach issues? And I thought, huh, well, I've never thought of it that way. Um, you know, that there is a, it's an option. It could be one or the other. And so it took us a, a series of doing some things to figure it out. I was almost 100% certain when she told me that that day, that it was going to be my stomach issues causing the anxiety. I would have never thought it would have been reversed. But it ended up being reversed. Mm-hmm. It was anxiety that had plagued me my whole life and caused mm-hmm. these issues from the time I can, before I can even remember. And in my particular situation, it was medication. That was one of the things that I needed to do, especially at that point in time, to start trying to get better in this area. And what's crazy is to this day, I have not had one stomach issue since. Wow, praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. And the fearful thoughts that I was having where it was like, you're going to get sick, this is going to happen, have subsided. Mm. And I struggled my whole entire life with this, my whole entire life, and always chalked it up to 
you know, it was irritable bowel syndrome that they diagnosed me with when I was 17. You know what I mean? You just, you just, you hear these things over the life and you just think that's what it is. Maybe it was a touch of that. But regardless, that underlying issue for me was anxiety. And yet now I feel like I have so much more freedom over that area of my life because number one, I know about it. Number two, I've pursued help for it. And it's a, it's a process of learning to captivate your thoughts as well, mm-hmm. which is biblical. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord tells us to do that. And so it's a, it's a learning process, and you need others in your life to come alongside of you, speak truth into you, and say, hey, this is probably or could be what's going on. What do we need to do to help you? That's so good. You know, yeah. and, and everybody's situation and experiences are going to be different, right? And I'm not saying you jump to medication for the answer for everything either. Um, you know, this lady that we've been talking to, like to help our kids, she'll say pills don't equal skills, which is true. Mm. You know, we're talking about kids here. So it's not that a pill is always a magic fix or anything like that. It's way deeper than that. And Scarlett, you mentioned that all of this is under the umbrella of what is God saying to us? Right. And how do we pursue health for ourselves based on biblical truth and facts that the Lord gives to us? Yeah. Jules, what do you Yeah, think? well, I just think there's so many probably listening who are struggling with all these things that we're talking about. And maybe you've not um, been given permission um, by somebody to say, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to say, I need help. And so, we really just want to encourage if you find yourself there today that you take that first step um, and just say, I need some help. Go to a trusted friend, go to a minister um, and and say, I need some help. Um, and starting point, I think, is the Lord. And I think discipleship is a huge part of that because when we find ourselves and we, we center everything we're discussing around the importance of discipleship because when we're in that group of women who care about us and who love us, they can maybe see things about us that we can't see about ourselves, and they can encourage us. And so um, that's why we uh, – another reason why we think discipleship is a huge part. Yeah, and I, I want to touch on one more thing. <clears throat> I know we're about to wrap up here, but one thing that we talked about a little while ago is the fact that some of these situations in life can be situational, and I think it's really important to – to talk about that for one second because um, how would someone know the difference in something that could be situational or something that could be more long term and you know I'm just thinking about a friend of mine you know in the last couple years who went through a lot of loss Um, she had two friends that passed away within a few months of each other close friends so these weren't like you know acquaintances and grief really rocked her and I would talk with her almost daily about this and just check on her and that sort of thing and, you know, she, we got to this point where is this something that she needs to seek help on because is she not going to kind of be able to get out of this rut? And, you know, I didn't know all the answers to tell her, but I did tell her, you know, grief is a very natural thing and we, we should experience it when it happens, you know, and if it's a really bad day, let it be a bad day. If it's a really good day, let it be a really good day, you know, and as that process happens, um, Part of that is very natural, but when you begin to live there and you can't, you know, ever have a good day or you can't see yourself getting out of it, that's when you get to a point like, do I need to pursue help more? Would y'all agree with that or is there anything that you would say to that, you know, if it's more of a 
of a situational thing versus yeah i think you can really get stuck especially in grief it it can be like being stuck in mud and it mm. just bogs you down and i think very often especially from what you said about your anxiety mm -hmm. and seeing the triggers back to childhood when we get in these places in the current situation that maybe emotionally take us back to a place when we were a child and we felt powerless that's when we can get stuck mm -hmm. and so working with friends working with a counselor using your medication can help you step back and clear your thinking and to see the whole story going on in your life. And then definitely when you're in a discipleship group and people are praying for you, yeah. I see such a difference when I'm working with clients that have people praying for them versus mm. they don't have that same gift of that prayer. The process just, it's beautiful how the Holy Spirit is working when there's somebody praying, when they're in counseling with me. And that just seems to, to free up that log jam of being stuck or being in that muddy pit, they they come out quicker. That's so good. And I would say if you're if you're out there and you're listening and you, you know, are thinking, man, I feel like I'm experiencing some of these things that they've talked about today, um, I would encourage you to talk to somebody, whether it is a trusted friend that you can call and say, hey, this is something that I've been going through, whether it's a counselor at a church, whether it's your mom, whether it's, you know, your husband, whoever it is, let somebody in on what is going on because Satan would love nothing more than to keep you in isolation. And if he can keep you in isolation, he wins. He has the power. If you want the power, you have to speak it. You have to let somebody in your life because as soon as you start opening up yourself, that isolation diminishes and Satan loses control. He loses power the minute you do that. So letting somebody in, letting somebody come alongside of you and pray with you and for you is going to be huge as a first step if you feel like you may be sad or you may be depressed or you may be anxious or you may be having a panic attack or any of these things um, that you might feel like. If the Holy Spirit is pricking your heart right now, you need to talk to somebody, you know, and that just that in and of itself can be very therapeutic. Yeah, so good. Wow, lots of great information today. Thank you all for joining us and sharing your insight and wisdom uh, with us. Is there anything else, Candy, we need to add? I mean, I feel like we could have this conversation very, yeah. you forever. know, forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> definitely more. Um, I really just appreciate y'all just coming and just giving us um, some insight. And I really believe that the Lord is going to use the things that were said today to hopefully set some people free and get Amen. them on the road to um, health in these areas. So thank y'all so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, we'll be back um, in the next episode. I think we're going to be talking about physical health and what does that look like. So um, stay tuned for next week and we'll see y'all or talk to y'all soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode. Take a second to subscribe and share this podcast. You can receive free resources to help you make disciples in your group, home, or church by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting our website at replicate.org.